You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, October 22nd, 2020. This is actually Papa Ocho's birthday, so a very happy birthday to him. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are excited for some serious NFC East action coming up. That's right. Tonight, the New York Giants will visit the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football. Later on this Sunday, of course, the Dallas Cowboys will visit the Washington football team. And seven days after that, the Dallas Cowboys will visit the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. So as mentioned earlier this week, not only do we have a lot of NFC East football in our lives in the here and now and in the short-term future, but we have it all under the brightest lights possible because, frankly, that's apparently what we deserve. So I don't know. But um, on the subject of the NFC East, uh, because it is such a wasteland, um, it's it's hard to to make anything of it in a lot of ways. It's hard to understand what this is going to be. I mean, you look at it, and every division leader outside of the Dallas Cowboys has won at least four games so far this season. In fact, the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the fewest amount of wins of all division leaders that are not the Cowboys. They're both four and two. Of course, the Cowboys lead the NFC East with a inverted record there, a two and four record. Um, and the Cowboys are still the odds-on favorite to win the NFC East. And that's something that is remarkable really and sad and weird and amazing and so we thought it would behoove all of us to understand kind of what goes into that um our friend matt McEwen from sports betting dime matt is the editor-in-chief over at sbd took some time to join the show to talk about the odds associated with the dallas cowboys because we've seen these odds drop significantly since the injury to Dak prescott and the injuries that followed we actually found out um i had already recorded tuesday's episode or excuse me wednesday's episode of the show when this news came out, Brandon Knight, who was already filling in for a Tyron Smith that is lost for the season, Brandon Knight, according to Mike McCarthy, suffered an injury on Monday night during the loss to the Arizona Cardinals, had surgery on Tuesday, and is going to be out for a few weeks. So there's a lot happening, and the odds and everything have moved uh, with fluctuation, extreme fluctuation concerning America's team. And so we brought Matt on to understand everything that went into that. It's a fun chat. I think you'll enjoy uh, if you're into um, you know betting, certainly when it comes to the NFL, if you're looking to understand how all of that works. Matt does a great job of kind of setting the tone and, and setting the stage from a, a one-on-one perspective. And so um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get to it. Matt McEwen, editor-in-chief from Sports Betting Dime, joins us next right here on The Ocho. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pleased to be joined now by a very special guest, the one, the only, the internationally famous, the debonair from Sports Betting Dime. In fact, editor-in-chief, the main man over at SBD, our friend from SB Nation, you know, our friend at SB Nation, I should say, the one and only Matt McEwen. Matt, how goes it? Hey, RJ, it's going very well. Thanks for having me on. I uh, love the intro there. Hey, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, we are, uh, we're recording over Zoom. Welcome to 2020. And uh, you look to be nice and comfy in a sports betting dime hoodie there. Um, does, does it take care of all of your needs the way SBD does all of our odd needs? Absolutely. It, it's got you covered uh, every which way. Uh, yeah, no, over at SBD, we, we, like you said, we got you covered for all the odds, um, you know, futures trackers, anything you need betting, uh, we, we've got it for you. I, uh, I've used you guys for all sports, really, in, in a hoodie. I'm a big golf fan, and so um, Tyrell Hatton's hoodie is kind of the, the biggest story in the world right now on that front. But uh, that's a whole different discussion. Um, so you are the odds expert, the betting expert. However, you want to look at it again. Matt's work is, uh, is important for your betting needs at Sports Betting Dime on Twitter at SBD underscore Matt. Uh, and Matt, I'd, I'm going to assume I, we do track these every week at Blogging the Boys, and we list what the odds are for every upcoming Cowboys game. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, and um, I have some questions about the current odds the Cowboys play Washington on Sunday, but I have to, I'm going to guess, I have to assume that no team has seen as dramatic of a shift in season-long odds as the Cowboys have, given the massive amount of injuries, particularly the one to Dak Prescott. Absolutely. There, there has not been an injury uh, like this in, in the league thus far, uh, this season, I should say. Um, no, it's, it's been huge. And, uh, you know, looking at their Super Bowl odds, we're talking, you know, even, even when Dallas was losing with Dak Prescott, we're still talking, right. you know, top 12, top 10 Super Bowl odds here. We're looking, you know, 17 to 1, 20 to 1, somewhere in that range, even again, after they lost a few games. Um, but yeah, the moment he goes down, you know, they dropped to about 40 to one. And after that disastrous, uh, first start from Andy Dalton, yeah, you can find them, you know, 50 to one, uh, 55 to one, even at this point, it's, uh, it's not looking great for them right now. Now I want to, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that this is an annoying question, but whenever I tweet out odds, I always get peppered with questions like what does this mean um can you explain that for because a lot of people don't want to ask to just explain how how odds are read and, and what they mean just for the purposes of this discussion because somebody hears 55 to 1 17 to 1 whatever and a lot of times they're they're different fractions and people are confused can you just kind of give us a one-on-one in that respect of course yeah so you know there's there's two types of odds that that you really deal with there's the 
Uh, I'll start with the fractional odds because that's what I just threw at you, the 17 to 1, sure. the, that kind of thing, right? So what you're looking at there is um, that would be your payout based off a single dollar bet. So you're getting 17 to 1 odds. You put $1 down, you win $17, right? Um, so those are, th those are your fractional. They can get a little bit messy at times. Um, you know, you, you can start dealing with fractions like three to three to two, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 55 to 49 kind of thing. And, and that kind of gets, uh, gets people yeah, a little thrown off there. The American odds, um, are probably what you're familiar with. Uh, you see that little plus sign and then, you know, a three or four digit number, um, or a, a negative sign with that three to four digit number. So what, what that means, if you're seeing, if you're seeing the plus, uh, you're dealing with, you know, positive odds, these mean, um, you know, these, this is what you would win based off a hundred dollar bet. So if you're looking at uh, plus 1200, then you would win $1,200 off of a $100 bet. This is a, like a bad at, team in, in that hypothetical, exactly. typically underdogs, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't want to necessarily say underdogs when you're looking at futures, most teams are going to be plus, right? right? No, no team has a better shot than, than 50% chance to win. Um, you know, well, at least until we, we get down to probably Super Bowl time or, you know, even the conference championship, someone like KC might. But uh, yeah, the, the, if you see negative number there, then that's the amount of money you have to bet in order to win $100. So, you know, if you're dealing with minus 250, you'd have to bet $250 in order to win 100. This is where you're dealing with your favorites. Yeah. Okay. So now we understand sort of the the language that you're speaking. Um, so appreciate you, um, you kind of walking back for us there. So the plus and minus, again, I, I, I look at it, it's my mind is trained to go like favorite underdog, because I yep. mentioned we're talking on Wednesday, this morning, I looked uh, and SBD does a great job of tracking where all sorts of sports books are rating different odds and whatnot. And the, the first three that you guys have listed are I'm lazy, mad if I'm being honest, they're typically the ones that, that I lean on the DraftKings Sportsbook, yeah. FanDuel Sportsbook and BetMGM. And this morning, Wednesday morning, DraftKings Sportsbook had the Cowboys as one point favorites for their week seven game in Washington. However, FanDuel and BetMGM both had Washington as one point favorites. I believe since I've been looking this season at SBD, this was the first time that uh, different teams were favored in the Cowboys game specifically. Uh, but right before we jumped on our Zoom call, uh, DraftKings had moved two points to now match FanDuel and BetMGM and have Washington favored as one point favorites as well. Can you explain what goes into that? I mean, is it injury reports and um, how accurate you think it is? Again, it's Wednesday and, and we'll find out a lot more on the injury front and things like that, but it is worth saying out loud at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. So this line actually opened uh, Sunday night. Um, sorry, not, uh, yeah. Sun Sunday after the, the Dallas uh, Arizona game there, which was, sorry, would have been Monday. No, a day before. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And this actually opened at Dallas minus two. And I, I was a little surprised to see Dallas minus, you know, laying two points. And when I say laying, you know, favored by two points um, after that performance, um, you know, it absurd. I, I could not believe <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of the best word for it here. I, I could not believe Dallas would open up uh, as, as a two point favorite in this game. I, I don't care who it is. But after they just let Kenyon Drake run all over them, who's been who was non-existent. Yeah, he he was your like exactly. prime fantasy drop guy entering Monday Night Football. Yes, and you know Ky I know Kyler didn't have his best game, but the fact that he only needed to complete what was it nine passes 
right. uh, to, to get the job done against uh, that, that Dallas team. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. So as you said, yeah, the lines have, have very quickly moved. You know, we're only dealing with uh, the 48 hours or so after, after opening. So it's, it's pretty significant to see odds move this much this quickly. Um, so yeah, we're talking a three point swing bet MGM, I believe was the first one to, to really push this towards, uh, Washington being the favorite, but yeah, every book's starting to match now and it, it makes sense. And as, as you asked, you know, the reason why, why does this happen? Money, money is the, the driving force here. So mm-hmm. this line opens up and, you know, with every single game, um, what, what the sports book intent is, is to have an even amount of money on each side. Right now, when, when you get into certain props and things, it gets a little more complicated. You're dealing with right. proportional amounts, right? And, and that's more a, like that's more Super Bowl time of the year. Like, what color is the Gatorade going to be, or whatever things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So in in those, it, it's more they're looking for proportional um, values. But with, with a with a spread where the odds on each side are minus one ten, right? So where you, you got to bet one hundred and ten to win a hundred. Um, they're basically wanting a 50, 50 split on each team, right? Because if that's the case, the book, uh, accomplishes their goal and they, they just collect the juice mm-hmm. from every, every game. Right. And generally that's somewhere between four to 6%. So, you know, the, the sports books aren't here to, you know, put their beliefs in any team. They're not betting on anybody, right? They're here to host and all they want to do is collect that, that juice. So think about, you know, four to 6% of all the money wagered on every single game, right? They're, they're, they're doing well. Right. They're doing very well. So what happens is, you know, that line opens up at Dallas minus two and everyone starts hammering Washington, right? So Because of what they out, saw on Monday night, right? Exactly, exactly. And you're, and you're saying, hey, I can get two points uh, against the Cowboys. I'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they get hammered, right? And let's say, you know, 80% of the money that's come in, 80% plus is all on Washington. Well, they got to start doing something to entice people to bet Dallas, right? Because right? they need to they need to pull some money in on Dallas. So what what do they do? They start changing the line, right? They start moving the line, and you know this tells you how hard it is to entice the public to bet Dallas right now. The fact that they've had to move the line three points um, in in a matter of forty eight hours, and and hey, I don't I don't mean to come on this the, no. uh, <laughs> Cowboys podcast and rub any of this in or anything, but uh, no, the, like that that's a significant jump in a matter of 48 hours. Well, so have you seen anything like that this season? I, I, I hate to be like, have you ever seen anything like that? Like it's the most dramatic thing in the world, <laughs> but have you seen anything like that this season particularly? I, I hate to put them in this category, but the only time I've really seen anything close to this is against the Jets. Right. Uh, you know, the, the books right now are struggling to uh, open a line on the Jets because uh, they're they're not sure how high to go, mm-hmm. right? And and you look at the the one um, game against Buffalo this weekend, and same kind of thing. A lot of books opened it around ten, Buffalo mm-hmm. minus ten, um, and and we're already up to like Buffalo minus thirteen, thirteen and a half. But we we've seen that kind of thing all, not each week, but the last couple weeks with the Jets, where they've just been getting blown out every week, and they they don't you know it, it's so hard to set a line that high. Um. Do you have personally a point of no return? Um, and and I, it would obviously, I think, be different in the NFL in college. Um, and I bet I bet like setting Alabama lines is probably the most difficult job of the world. Um, yeah. But but do you have a point where it's like there's no way I'm giving anybody 
that many points or, or I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause the, even like 13 begin, it's again, it's the jets, but that, that you're to your point, like that, that begins to be tough to comprehend or, or to predict or to guarantee. Absolutely. I, I think, and I, you know what, I think sports books have kind of drawn that line for us uh, right around 17. Sure. You don't see too many uh, lines getting that high, but if, if I were to ever see a line that high, I, I, you got to take the points. Uh, sure. I mean, the, the NFL is the NFL. Right. And, you know, a, a lot of the time what happens in these games too is uh, teams walk in and they're, they're overlooking the opponent, right? They're already thinking about next week. And, um, you know, it, it, it turns out to be a bit of a disappointing performance. They, they win by 10, 13, you know, uh, it's 17 points right around that is, is where I draw the line personally. So I want to talk about the Cowboys divisional odds, because I know that's just probably like a, a joke that just kind of, I mean, it is a joke that keeps on giving. Um, but my last thing is on this sort of note is before the Cowboys season opener, actually against the Rams, um, it was, it was about halftime of the afternoon games. And I, I forget the exact details because there was such a flurry of information coming out because it was week one, but the Cowboys line moved. They, they were favored, I think, by maybe three, three and a half going into that game against Los Angeles, and it moved, and they dropped down to one-point favorites, and nobody understood why. And, and it, to your – I mean, I think you would agree, if for a line to move that close to kickoff is an alarming thing, um, and nobody really ever diagnosed exactly why it was, but the, the speculation was that uh, it was because the Cowboys wound up starting Terrence Steele at right tackle, the undrafted free agent out of Texas Tech. Is, is that Does that make sense? Is that jive to you, I mean, in, in your opinion? Absolutely. And, you know, there, there's, there's kind of a um, – there's a reaction that comes with that, too, that the sports books have to – um, uh, kind of adhere to, right? So, you know, new, new starter at right tackle. And the sportsbook has a decision, do we leave the line where it is mm-hmm. and potentially, uh, you know, expose ourselves to get hammered by, by a sharp uh, right before kickoff? Or do we move it on our own, anticipating, you know, getting hammered by, by the sharps before kickoff, right? So there, there, is, there is quite a bit of money bet. Uh, you know, both both public and sharp money bet, uh, you know, within an hour or so of kickoff. So to, to it's one of those two things. You're absolutely correct. I, I, I would call it either the, the book got, got hammered early, the right. so money moved it. Why did they get hammered? I would say it's because of that, um, because of Terrence Steele starting at right tackle. Um, or, you know, did they do it in anticipation? It's It's one of those two both include uh what, what you're saying there so i absolutely agree with you those are i think interesting um as, as gambling becomes more and more popular at least in the united states i think those are interesting sort of fundamental things for people to know and to understand because well, once you kind of know these things i feel like you can you can almost calm yourself down um when because when, you hear that and you just like want to panic right like oh my god like yep. Dak's not going to start or whatever and, and uh it's like well it's not that bad but yeah there's there's clearly something going on um okay so you guys track all season long divisional odds mvp odds there's no cowboys in the running for mvp now that Dak is out i believe <laughs> you have reopened the cowboys win total at seven um at the time yes. of our conversation um and you currently at sbd have the cowboys favored to win the nfc east i don't know that there's a cowboys i i can say this i there are not a hundred percent of Cowboys fans in agreement in terms of whether they want to win the nfc east or not um but to the optimistic people matt um what do you got <laughs> right now we need a lot of that (laughs) 
So uh, you, you are right. Uh, win total reopened it. They, they didn't reopen a, a win total last week. Um, you know, folks wanted to see Andy Dalton before they, they said sure. anything. So, you know, they, they've seen a game and I guess they've seen enough to, to throw that down to, uh, to, to seven, sorry, which, um, but before the, the injury, even again, even with, with Dak uh, being in there, Cowboys still losing, they were still as high as like eight. Mm-hmm. on uh in, in season win total so yeah that's a big hit uh you can find them as low as six and a half at, at some sports books so we're, we're getting pretty low and we're talking about a, as you said a, a favorite to win a division which is wild to think about you know a, again a seven and nine six and ten team winning a division but uh yeah we we do the, you know the cowboys um the average odds from from all the sports books you know that's that's what our, our futures trackers aim to do um you know, as I was telling you, money influences uh, odds a lot, right? And what our trackers aim to do is we, we pull from, you know, a, a big variety of sports books um, and, and pull the average from it. Mm-hmm. So what that intends to do is remove some of that influence of money, right? If book A has taken a ton of money on Dallas to, to win the division, they're going to have their odds a little shorter, right? They, they, they'll be minus 120 kind of thing versus you know, book B, who maybe they've taken a lot of money on Philly and they might have Dallas, you know, around like plus 100 kind of thing. Right. So, again, it's all where where the book wants you to bet. So we take the average, try to remove that influence of money and the average. Yeah. Right now, Dallas plus 105. So you bet 100, you'd win 105 on, on Dallas right now. Five dollar profit on, on Cowboys belief. <laughs> Well, sorry, no. Uh, so you win one hundred and five. You, you return oh, two hundred five. That's my bad. That's my bad. Though. Okay. No, 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 no worries. Hey, this is a great teaching point. This is where SBD's here for you, right? We we got you through the entire experience. We'll uh, we'll teach you right from the basics uh, up to whatever level you want to get to. So, yeah, you you win one hundred and five, like you profit one hundred and five, right? So you get your hundred dollars back plus an extra one hundred and five. So 205 return total. So to, um, to me, to, to stop you briefly, Matt, that feels like like points. Like you're saying, you know, like our Bills Jets example, I would take the yeah. points. Like that's, I mean, again, factoring in the division as it is in the moment that, I mean, for a hundred bucks, you know, why not? You know, like, I mean, why not? But, you know, the, the, <laughs> the argument against why not is, well, can, can Philly overtake them here, right? And I'll, I'll say this, you know, right now, um, the NFC East is the only division that does not have an odds-on favorite. And, and what that means is a team who's in, in the negative odds, right? Every, every other division has one team that, that is favored to win, uh, has negative odds, minus, you know, minus 110 or, or you know, minus 101 or, or shorter. Um, but yeah, you know, to answer that, that why, why not? Well, you saw what you saw out of uh, Andy Dalton on, on Monday. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I, I'm leaning with you. Um, I think this is some good value. Um, you look at the strength of schedule for the two teams remaining. Um, and, and, you know, at XBD here, uh, I, I like to do uh, strength of schedule based off of win totals instead of, you know, using instead of their record wins right, anything yeah. like that yeah I, I don't like doing that I, I think projected wins um give you a much a much more accurate um picture of strength of schedule so basically what i've done is i've taken dallas and, and philadelphia's remaining opponents 
and I've taken the sum of each one of their uh, reigning opponents' win totals, right? So you add that all up, and obviously the higher the number, the tougher the schedule, right? So Dallas faces 68.7 projected wins the rest of the season. Philly faces 77.6. So there's a pretty big gap there. Philly has quite, quite a, a tougher schedule. Now, just to remove, if we remove the games they play against each other, right? Let's assume they're, they're equals. Sure. If we remove those, those games from the schedule, Dallas is dealing with 56.1 projected wins. Philadelphia is dealing with 63.6. So gap closes a little bit, but Philadelphia's got the tougher schedule. Um, you know, they, they see Cleveland, they see Seattle, Green Bay, um, uh, Arizona. You know, there, there's some teams in there that, that they don't necessarily want to be playing. Um, you look at the Cowboys schedule and they've got Pittsburgh, they've got Baltimore, and then their next toughest opponent is probably San Francisco, who's, you know, kind of sure. you're on the fence about as well too, right? So they've got it pretty easy. They've got uh, another game against the Giants, Minnesota, two against Washington here, right? So uh, it's, it, it's open. It, it's, it's there for Dallas. Um, they, they have the easier schedule. It, it's just a matter of can they figure it out with Andy Dalton, right? It's, uh, you know, you look at Philadelphia's last two, two uh, results, and I thought they played pretty well in, in both, you know, to, to hang tight against Baltimore. I know the, the score might have been sure, a, little a little bit more generous. Yeah. Actual, yeah. You know, the, Baltimore was up pretty big and it seemed the game was over. They mounted a bit of a late comeback, but um, you know, to kind of hang around that Baltimore game to hang around that Pittsburgh game a little bit too. Th- those are two very good teams in, in my mind. So you're starting to wonder is, is Philadelphia turning the corner here too, right? So you've got that going on and just to kind of get back to your question about the odds there though too this is actually the first time Dallas has not been the odds on favorite to win the NFC East dating back to uh, May so Philadelphia opened as the favorite to win the division but right after uh, the NFL draft right Dallas gets gets CeeDee Lamb and and uh, some you know there's a lot of excitement around the team money comes in so right after that Dallas flipped to uh, being the odds-on favorite. So, you know, minus odds there. They have remained that. Even after Dak went down, they were still the odds-on favorites to win this division. This is the first time since May they are not. So, yeah, plus 105 odds now. I wonder, I'm sure you don't have this in front of you, but when the last time Washington or New York were the odds-on favorite, because it, it has to have been a long time. Um, I'm, I'm going to imagine maybe circa 2016, um, when the Giants were a wild card team, the Cowboys ultimately wound up still winning it. Um, but um, but that that you know has to have been some time. I do think um, for the purposes of the NFC East that we will learn a lot. Um, we've got again we're talking on Wednesday. We've got New York and Philly on Thursday night. We've got Dallas at Washington on Sunday. I think that alone because Philly lost their game in Washington. If the Cowboys were to pick up that win, I feel like. You know, because right now all you're looking at yeah. for these teams is their remaining NFC East games, and if the Cowboys won when the Eagles lost, that would certainly go a long way. And next Sunday night, the Cowboys are in in Philadelphia themselves, and so um, the next ten or so days, I think, are are going to be. I, I hate to use the word massive, uh, but but massive uh, for this front, uh, and and as far as it con- is concerned, um, I guess in closing, Matt, um, what 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 do you th- what what would be what, what's a, what's a further point of rock bottom for the Cowboys in, in as far as how your world views them? Um, 
because it, it does feel like they've hit that for a lot of people. Um, can you envision any other way that this would fall apart, you know, more tremendously for them? If, if they can find a way to lose to Washington, that will, you know, we're, we're at a point now where it, it, it might be a new rock bottom each week. Um, because, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of money on Dallas to win that division. And sports books, you know, at least in, in my world, right? We're talking about the odds here. In my world, the, the Cowboys are, uh, it's going to be really difficult to make their odds too long. So, and when I say too long, right, where we're talking getting into the plus 200, plus 300, sports books are going to have a tough time doing that because there is a lot of money on them already. Um, so rock bottom, uh, the new rock bottom would be if they lose to Washington, I cannot see any way that they remain favored. You know, I shouldn't say anyway, if Philadelphia gets blown out by the Giants on Thursday, it's going to really throw everything, you know, just up in the air. No one's going to have any idea uh, what, what to do with, with the NFC East odds. But if they lose to Washington and Philadelphia beats the Giants, I, no doubt in my mind, Philadelphia will reopen as the favorites to win the division next week. I don't know that they'll go to odds on favorites, uh, just because, like I said, you know, the, the remaining schedule is pretty tough. But uh, they, they will be the favorites. Um, you know, this, this division – I, all of a sudden, we're, we're having to reconsider uh, Washington and New York as potential <laughs> division winners here, which, I mean, if you said that four weeks ago, everyone's laughing at you. Um, you know, this, it is, it's crazy. This, this whole division, I think, has potentially hit rock bottom. I mean, I, I, I just pulled some of these numbers here. Um, you know, looking, looking at the Super Bowl odds of these four teams, right? Dallas still has the best of the bunch. And like I said, around 50, 50 to 1, so plus, plus 5,000. The next worst Super Bowl odds from any favorite to win their division. So we're talking, you know, Buffalo, sure. um, Baltimore, right? The, any Kansas City, Green, I'd imagine Green Bay is probably y'all's favorite to win the yeah. NFC North still, even though the Bears are in first place and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the next worst is Buffalo at about 19 to 1. Unbelievable. Right? So we're, we're looking at 19 to 1 versus 50 to 1. You look at, I mean, uh, the, the next lowest win total for, for a team who's favored to win their division. Again, Dallas has the highest win total right now, as you said, seven. Uh, the next lowest is Tampa Bay at nine and a half, right? So this, this division is, uh, is basically hitting a rock bottom right now. And, and a couple upsets uh, in, in week seven here. If Washington and the Giants both find a way to win, uh, yeah, it's going to turn everything upside down here. So, you know, my, my closing point here, um, uh, you know, I, I do. I, I like Dallas uh, at, at these odds. I think plus 105, I, I do like them to beat Washington. I think Andy Dalton will, you know, put it together enough. I, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott fumbles twice. Sure. Um, you know, there's, there's, that, that's really what Dallas needs, needs to sort out right now is, is the turnovers. Um, if they can do that, if they can fix that up, I think their offense should be fine. They should be able to score enough points to keep up with Kyle Allen, um, you know, regardless of how bad their own defense may be. But uh, I, I like Dallas at these odds. I would take them right now at plus 105 because after this win, I think they, they'll shift back to odds on favorites. And I don't know that you'll see uh, plus odds on them again the rest of the season. So I think there's some value there. And you know what, if, if you do some shopping, uh, look around at uh, some different sports books, you can also find Dallas at plus odds to miss the playoffs. It's only, there, there's only a couple books out there that have it right now. And you can hedge you know, yourself. Time, well, there you go. So you, you could set, you, you could kind of potentially lock yourself into profit. Now this is 
what this assumes is only one team from the NFC East is making the playoffs. And <laughs> that, that's, that's looking like a lock right now. So, yeah. you know, to, to get Dallas at plus odds to win the division and plus odds to, uh, to miss the playoffs, yeah, you, you're, you're looking at a, a small profit, but you, you could lock yourself in almost. Well, I think any Cowboys fan will f- take any opportunity to profit this season um, in individually as a win, given everything we've seen. Uh, Matt, we'll be checking in with you a couple more times throughout the season. Next time will be in about a month. Um, and so my actual last question is a bit selfish. Uh, so probably be right after the Masters, I'm going to assume, just, just based on kind of the calendar here. Whose odds do you like the most off the top of your head to, to win in Augusta in November? Ooh, to win at Augusta in November. Um, you got to give me one second to pull up these odds. Yeah, I know. I, I, for I, everyone I, listening, I sprung in. this on Matt last second, so this this was my bad. <laughs> uh, but he did give you an opportunity to lock yourself into some profit, so he did uh, he did earn himself a, a bit of time. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like that one. Yeah, because I I I mean, I'm a huge golf fan, like I said, and I I have to imagine that the weather and the time of year and the shortened season and everything is, is a factor here. But because um, you're going to get all the sucker bets on Tiger. I think people are still yeah. going to lean DJ and people are going to go Bryson just off the U.S. Open and everything like that. But I, I don't know. I haven't decided where I, where I want to place my funds yet. Uh, you know what? I, I, if, based off the odds right now, I, I think I'm leaning Brooks Kepka. I, I like mm. – you, you can get them as long as about 20 to one right now. And I, I like those odds. I, I think, you know, again, he's, he's a gamer, right? He's the one who shows up for the majors right. and you know, I, when's the last time we, we saw that he hasn't, he hasn't really been around as much this year. I think he's, it was like Augusta well, last April. Uh, he almost ruined the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I think he, he's going to show up. He's going to be motivated. Um, and, and I think, again, just based off the, the, the odds right now, uh, about 20 to one, I don't think you'll find that for, for too long. So I, I would jump on that. And um, yeah, again, you know, you said Bryson, he's, he's like plus 700 right now. Like that's, nah. just, that, that's, that's not enough. Right. And, and again, you mentioned Tiger, he's about 22 to one. And I, again, nah. the, the, the value's not there. The value's not there. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I look at that, that 20 to one with, with Kepka and I, that's where I put my money right now. And hey, again, you know, jumping on these early lines kind of gives you that that opportunity too to, like you said, you know, hedge later, um, you know, pick up pick up some a couple other guys that uh, a little longer odds than they should be. Well, Matt McEwen on Twitter at SBD underscore Matt, editor in chief from Sports Betting Dime. Thanks for taking the time to join us. I I feel a little bit better um, about the Cowboys situation, um, <laughs> at least because I feel like I have a chance to profit off of it, and I'm, I'm sure that everybody else feels that way. Um, any any final thoughts, Matt? Anything good you've seen on Netflix lately? You know, just anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, well, I mean, we're we're getting into that Halloween season here, so you know, kind of that that lead up for me. You know, what I'm I'm the kind of guy that I, I got to go back and watch the Trios of Horrors. Just you know, growing up kind of in that Simpsons okay. era, uh, big fan of going back and and you know catching all the. I, I kind of stop around fourteen ish. Yeah, I mean, but, once uh, those that's a respectable place to stop, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> for sure well i mean once once you get the the monkey paw episode in the uh you know the raven one the, the amityville horror one like you you've seen it then so i that that's where i'm gonna be living probably for the next week uh, outside of football catching up on uh 
Yeah, since the tree has some horrors. <laughs> well, good. Matt wore a Denver Broncos hat for this entire conversation. So uh, we wish your Broncos the best of luck. Uh, may, may somebody here be able to have uh, a salvageable football season. Hopefully Drew Locke. Maybe, you know, cash in uh, his MVP odds. You never know. That's, that's, that's what the rest of the season's about for Denver. We're, we're in a similar boat here. We're in the, so I, I feel for you guys. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Hey, RJ. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, look forward to you next time. Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Matt McEwen for taking the time to join us on Twitter at SBD underscore Matt. Like I said, he'll be joining us uh, at about a month uh, and the Cowboys obviously have a lot of work to do over that month. They visit Washington on Sunday, visit Philadelphia next week, and they host the Pittsburgh Steelers right after that. So two division games and a game against perhaps the best defense in the NFL before the Cowboys will be on their bye. The Cowboys are on their bye the same week of the Masters uh, that Matt and I talked about. So a nice break for us in that capacity. Um, it's it's going to be a, a fun end. I, I really don't know any other way to put it. Um, this, I don't know. I feel like obviously things are low and morale is low, but it feels like it's reached a, a low point from a, a, a point of hysteria, right? Like it's just kind of what else you got, you know, <laughs> how much, how much worse can it get? Um, and maybe we'll find out the answer to that on Sunday. Maybe it will get better. Uh, but either way, whatever happens, we'll of course have you covered at blogontheboys.com right here on the blog and the boys podcast network. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Make sure you do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you get access to all of our wonderful shows later on today. You will have a new episode of broadcasting the boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White. So look forward to that. I will of course be back with you tomorrow for Friday's episode of the Ocho I would imagine that the Philadelphia Eagles win a football game between now and then but this is the NFC East in the year 2020 so who knows we never want to see the Eagles win as girls talking boys would say Cowboys forever and Eagles for never um yeah so uh we'll see uh we'll see what the rest of today brings but whatever today brings I hope it is incredible for you I hope you have the absolute best Thursday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always Go Cowboys, and peace out.